Welcome to the Life Church of Kansas City podcast. Please consider following, sharing, and supporting by giving at tlckcmo.com. May you be blessed by the word of God. I want to read tonight Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Tonight's subject is Psalm 23 for your 2023. Psalm 23 for your 2023. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Can you say amen to the word? Amen. Psalm 23 for your 2023. This past New Year's Eve, I was sitting there, meditating, praying, thinking to myself in my living room on my couch. And all I could think about to ask the Lord is, God, what is next? What's next? And not in a good context. Because in the past three years, this decade, the 20s, we've been dealing with a pandemic, a politicized pandemic, a pandemic of a lot of overreach and a lot of policy and a lot of things set in place to change this world, to bring it under control. You know what I am talking about. We have seen corruption in high places. We now have a war going on in Eastern Europe between Ukraine and Russia. I don't want to get into all of that, but it's got me very, very concerned what is next for this world And I'm thinking about it as a husband and as a father, thinking about our church, wondering what is next for our people and what is going on. And as I was praying, it's been a long time since I've done this. Normally I know exactly what I'm gonna read in the Bible. I've got ribbon markers. Sometimes I follow a Bible reading plan, but I thought I'm just gonna open up my Bible and whatever opens up and whatever I read, that's the word for my 2023 And I just opened my Bible like this, and guess where it opened to? Psalm 23. Now, I'm not one of those preachers out there that preaches. David picked up five smooth stones, and those five smooth stones represent J-E-S-U-S. And that is what David fought that giant with, Goliath. And and, uh, if you've ever preached that or your former pastor preached that, God bless you. I hope you got the Holy Ghost and got delivered in that message, but... I'm not really that type of preacher. I believe in numbers in the Bible. You know, seven is God's perfect number. I'll sometimes preach that. 40 is the number of testing. You know, the uh, 120 is the, the number of outpouring and all of that. But I thought, how in the world is it a coincidence that I open up my Bible to Psalm 23 and we're about to walk into 2023? And when I read it, I figured it out, especially that phrase. It said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I thought, you know what? It doesn't matter what pandemic comes up, what war comes up, what corruption comes up, 
what happens. God is up there in heaven guiding this world, leading this world. He promised us he would never leave us. He would never forsake us. But he is the guiding light, amen, that's going to lead us to heaven one day. And my worries vanished right there in that moment. God is my shepherd and I shall not want. I'm not going to want. I liken this to maybe somebody in this room or maybe you're related to somebody. You know somebody when it comes time for their birthday, you don't know what to get them because they got everything they need. They got everything they want. You have no idea what to buy them because they've got it all ready. They're in their house or in their garage or they're in their office. That's the type of God that we serve, that you have got so many blessings and you already are so taken care of that even your friends don't even know what to buy you. That's the type of relationship I want with God, that every day that I get up, I don't have to say I want anything because I've got everything I need and it's my shepherd, almighty God, that is leading me and guiding me in this life. I've got everything I need to make it, praise the Lord. And that is the 2023 that we are going to have. Everywhere we look, my Lord, I don't have any wants. God already took care of it. I don't have any needs. God already took care of it. He's the shepherd that already took care of my problems before I even knew about him. He is the one that fixed it before I even knew it needed fixing. He's been taking care of me all along. He is my good shepherd. Praise the Lord. There are three keys in this psalm and many other things in the psalms throughout, throughout the entire uh, book of psalms, and that is God's provision, his prosperity, and his protection. I think those are three things that are very good to include in your prayer time. God provide for me, God prosper me, and God protect me. I see them all throughout the Psalms, provision, prosperity, and protection. God always pulls through and does these things for us, amen. I got to thinking even deeper about this Psalm. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Scholars say that this is probably the first Psalm that David ever wrote. He wrote it when he was young, not as a king, not as a warrior, but just as a young shepherd taking care of sheep. And while he's caring for those sheep, leading them throughout the wilderness, he looks up into heaven and realizes, while I'm, these, while I'm the shepherd of these sheep, who watches over me? And he realized it's been God all along who has been shepherding me. And it's at that moment, realizing that God was his shepherd, it really propelled a lot of David's future psalms. And it propelled a lot of the things that David would face in his future life. You see, David looked down at the sheep that he would anoint, their eyes, their nose, their ears, their bodies to protect them and to heal them. He realized that one day God would anoint him through Samuel the prophet to be the king of Israel. God was his shepherd in that moment when his head was anointed by the prophet. He wrote, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Sheep were constantly threatened by predators. David had to walk through the valley of the shadow of death as he probably stood in the shadow of a mighty giant Goliath. But through the power of his shepherd, almighty God, he took down that giant. 
David said in this Psalm when he was just a boy, that the Lord restores my soul. And one day, David being taken in the sin of murder and adultery, the Lord restored his soul in that moment. This Psalm carried throughout David's life, and I believe this Psalm is gonna carry us through our 2023. Let me hear you say, my shepherd. Now, right now, I want you to think about what you do for a living And I want you right now to say it just in your head. The Lord is my doctor. The Lord is my plumber. The Lord is my secretary. The Lord is my manager. God wants to talk to you through your career. He wants to show himself through what you do for others. And for David, it was a shepherd. And I realized this in the jobs that I've had. And I've had a lot of jobs in my life. They say most millennials, and I'm an older millennial, that most of us will have at least 12 different careers in our life. Not 12 different employers, 12 different careers. Going into school, getting out of school, changing the major, going to this and this and that, and changing it all throughout. I'm not quite at 12, and I hope I never have to be at 12, but some of my friends, yeah, they're already at 12 different careers. I don't understand that, but if God wants to talk to us in our careers, hey, so be it, the more the merrier, right? But I worked in restaurants. I was a server in quite a few restaurants. Talked about it before, the main one that I worked at, we wore all white and we served a lot of cheesecake. You maybe can figure it out. And I would watch, sometimes people would wait three hours for a table. And by the time they sat down, they were so hangry Nothing I could say would make them happy until they had a lot of food and they had it right now. I'm like, this isn't a buffet. But I figured it out. There were some people, if I would just say, you know, the cheesecakes are ready to go. I can bring you out right now. You can have your dessert first. And most people would say, I'll have that. Yes, let's do that. But in pouring people's coffee, bringing out their hot food, making sure it was ready. Some people didn't like it, would send it back. I would take it back and try to have it corrected or remade bringing out the bills, smiling, making people happy, doing all of these things. I've realized a lot in my life as I was serving people, God has served me. There have been times in my life he has asked me, what do you want? I don't know. And he has to show me through his menu. Right here is what you want. And if he will ask the right thing, I will give it to you. God is the one who put a table before me. God is the one, amen, who took care of me. God was the one, amen, who helped me to relax and have a good time. He served me many times throughout my life. I sold insurance for a while. The Holy Ghost is the greatest insurance policy that I've ever taken out, amen. Because if anything ever happens to me, God forbid, I crash land right there in heaven and have an inheritance, amen, that is incorruptible. He was my insurance agent, praise the Lord. And believe it or not, I did sell vacuum cleaners for quite a while, actually. I think I sold like five machines my first week. The uh, vacuum cleaners I sold, they may or may not have had a rainbow picture on it, all right? We'll leave it at that. But I remember getting out that hose and getting out that machine and the water get going and sitting there in front of these ladies who were so interested in the husband's folding his arms like, good grief, it's just a vacuum cleaner. 
And, uh, you know, I put a cloth between the, the uh, tube and the, and the actual machine so when all the dust would go through that tube, it would collect on that cloth, and I'd pull out that cloth and say, look how dirty your house is, man. And just keep on, keep on pulling out these cloths full of dust, and she just would look and just shock and awe. How dirty did my, how did my house get this dirty? And I would sell a lot of machines that way. But I'll never forget, you know, running that hose, and it was a powerful machine, and one time it got stuck to my leg, and it started pulling my pant leg up, and I pulled the, the hose away, and I said, whoa, about had a surgery there. And it was the first husband I made laugh when I did that. So that kind of went into the routine, did the surgery thing, you know. And, and I mean, sometimes I would just get to clean and get to go, and I'd say, you want to try, ma'am? And before the evening was over, she would have vacuumed her whole house, and she'd ask, how much? And those times I realized, you know what? God is my vacuum cleaner salesman. As simple as that may sound, but there have been times in my life God has revealed to me, you've got some cleaning up to do in your soul. You may think you're perfect. You may think you're right. But God, through his mighty conviction and his mighty truth, amen, has showed me at times in my life where I wasn't right and had to be made new, amen. Praise God. He wants to talk to you through your career. Whatever you do in life, amen, the Lord will reveal himself through that. And for David, it was a shepherd. The sheep that he took care of, they never wanted anything because the shepherd cared for them. Praise the Lord. David said, God makes me to lie down in green pastures. I've been to Israel several times, and some of you have been there. Here in America, when we think about green pastures, we think of the, you know, cow farms. You drive down the road and see these big, lush, green fields where all the livestock is. It's not like that in Israel. It's desert. Green pastures, as David would have known it, thousands of years ago in the Judean wilderness would only been small little sprigs of grass. Sheep are not the smartest of animals. They don't know where to go to find grass to eat. Only a shepherd would know where grass is sprouting up in the wilderness. Perhaps in a rare time that it rained, a little pool of water would settle underneath a rock and a grass seed would be there and a little sprout of grass would come up. And the shepherd would have to get the sheep up early in the morning and travel a mile or two just to find little patches of grass that he thinks that would be there. He couldn't just wake them up and they go out and feed right there where they were at. Oh no, they had to wander throughout the wilderness just to find grass. But the shepherd, knowing weathered patterns, knowing where grass grew at certain times of the year, the shepherd always knew where the sheep could find food. And God helped David do that. When he had to run from Saul, the only food he could find was there in the temple that the priest ate. God led him to that very place. He was his shepherd. God will lead you. He will guide you when you don't know where to go. Our shepherd knows exactly where the green grass is in this wilderness that we call life. Praise the Lord. David saw the good shepherd making him, or excuse me, leading him to still waters. We think about that, we think of a big, mighty river, like the Missouri River, the Mississippi River, some of our lakes that we have here in town. There in the desert, water was so scarce, you don't have lakes and you don't have rivers everywhere. Instead, what you have is what they call wadis. What they were were these 
natural riverbeds. And in the wilderness, there being a lot of limestone, whenever it would rain or snow would melt from the mountains, that limestone would not soak up that water, but instead water would just start flowing down the mountains and there would be flash floods come through those wadis. And they say in the Judean wilderness, the most common way to die is drowning because somebody will be right there in that wadi and not know it. And all of a sudden a mighty river comes down out of nowhere and washes them away. When Jesus said the man who builds his house upon the sand, that's what he's talking about. Somebody who would build their house right there in a wadi and water would come rushing down and take away their house. So a smart shepherd would know how to avoid a flash flood in the wilderness and would lead them to waters that weren't moving or weren't mighty, but little still waters would lead the sheep right up there to a little puddle of water to drink where he could safely drink and not be harmed. And there have been times in my life when I thought, this is a good opportunity. It looks right. It looks great. And then God shuts the door and I wonder what is wrong. And then a few weeks go by, I realize I could have gotten in a lot of trouble if I would have gotten into my, that situation. God has his way of leading us to the perfect place and the right place to protect us at all times. It may not be the water that you wanted, but it's the water that is safest. It may not be the biggest and the best and the brightest, but it's the most blessed. And God knows exactly how to lead his sheep this year in our 2023. David said, the Lord, he leads me in the paths of righteousness. David would have done this. All the shepherds would have done this. They would have known this, that sheep can only travel in a straight line. You know, if they're walking and they come up to a big rock, the sheep doesn't know, go around the rock. The sheep thinks, I've come to a dead end and I don't know where to go. So trying to take sheep up cliffs, up hills, up mountains to find sprigs of green pastures, to find still waters. The shepherd couldn't just walk up a path up a hill, but instead he always had to stay right in front of the sheep. Sometimes he would have to move rocks. Sometimes he'd have to cut down brush to always stay right in front of the sheep. And God wants to keep his people this year on a straight path. Praise the Lord. To not take any shortcuts. To not get off God's way and not get off God's path, but to stay right there in the path of righteousness. Because if you're not careful, this world and carnality may deceive you to think you don't need to go that way, go this way. The devil will make you think you don't need to go that way, it's too long. Take a shortcut. I will never forget being about seven years old. My dad was taking me to school. And on Monday mornings, he liked to stop by the grocery store and pick up a newspaper right there in the newspaper box. Newspapers of Kansas City Star then was just a quarter. And I was sitting there in the car and dad got out of the car and was going to get a newspaper to find out if the Vikings won the day before, you know. And there was a guy in front of him in line. He puts his quarter and he opens up the newspaper box takes his paper and then he looks at my dad and says, you want one for free? It's wide open. And I remember seeing dad go, no. The guy goes, you sure? Dad goes, no, I'm watching this through the window of the car. And the guy shuts the door. And dad walks up, puts his quarter in, takes out the newspaper. And I saw for the first time, amen, the integrity of my father and my pastor. That right there, that right there is the path 
of righteousness. That's just a newspaper. That's just 25 cents. But what could that lead to? And God wants to help us in everything and every action that we take to be sure that we are on the path of righteousness. Praise the Lord. I know I've told it before, but I just love telling it because it's funny. A few years after that, I was on my way home from school. Dad picked me up and we pulled up to the gas pump. And dad got out, pumped gas and got back in the car and said, come on, Justin, let's steal gas. Let's go. And I thought, we went from not stealing newspapers to now stealing gas. And I thought he really stole the fuel for the car that day. Then he pulled out something called a check card. This is like 1992, okay? And he said, relax, Justin, we didn't steal it. I paid for my gas right there at the pump. Because back then, you know, most of the time you had to walk in and pay cash at the cash register. I thought, oh, you got me there. But uh, there's going to be times in your life when you're really tested if you're going to stay on that path of righteousness, to make decisions for your marriage, to make decisions for your children. And it may not always seem like the right path, but the shepherd knows exactly how you need to get up that hill without going over the cliff. And the shepherd knows exactly where you need to go without getting lost and taking a wrong turn. And no matter what happens this year in this world and to this country and to this city, if you will trust this Jesus, amen, he will never lead you astray, but he will keep you on the path of righteousness. Praise the Lord. David said, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, a sheep... The Judean wilderness, even though these are domesticated sheep, you know, they don't have a nice farm to take care of them. They have to go out in the wild to find food. They have to go out in the wild to find water. And you know what's out there? Lions and bears, serpents, scorpions, many things that take away a sheep's life. And the sheep are the shepherd's livelihood, and he does everything he can to protect those sheep. And one of the major tools for that would have been a rod and a staff. A coyote or a fox gets near, you better believe the rod and the staff are coming out. What was used to strike an enemy is used to comfort a sheep. Wolves coming out, rod and staff. Bears, rod and staff. Sometimes a sling and a stone, a lion comes out. Rod and staff. Shepherds were tough. And those rod and staff would be the comfort of the sheep when they would fear. If the shepherd had the rod and the staff in the hand, they knew that they could eat those little sprigs of grass and drink water, literally having a table prepared before them, even with a mountain lion on top of the hill, they could eat in the presence of their enemies. Praise the Lord. And if one of those sheep started getting away from the flock, what comes out? The rod, you get back in that flock, comforting the sheep to not wander away. God has a rod and staff that he uses to protect his people. Oh, yes, he does. Don't think for one minute that the devil was, doesn't want to pull you away from the flock. Oh, he would love to take you away. I think when the devil deceives and causes an apostolic to backslide, it is like a trophy in the demonic kingdom. Satan probably gives out rewards to the choice, the, you know, the best demons who know how to deceive 
an apostolic to get them to backslide because it ultimately hurts God the worst. And it's ultimately the greatest pain to the church. That's why God, amen, constantly has out that rod and staff to ward off the enemies and to warn us. Jesus even said, the good shepherd, he knows how to leave the 99 to find that lost one. Because if he lets that one go away, another one will go away. And he's doing everything he can to keep his sheep, amen, a part of the sheepfold. That is the good shepherd that we love and that we serve. Praise God. The musicians would please come. This great shepherd, he anoints our heads with oil. I know when we think about anointing oil, we think about a little bottle of oil over there on that table when somebody's in you know, a great need, terminally ill. We get that bottle of oil and put it all over their forehead and pray. It wasn't so back then for a shepherd. It wasn't holy anointing oil, but instead it was medicinal. What the shepherd would do is he would put that oil around the sheep's eyes and on its nostrils and in its ear and around its body to protect it from pests, protect it from insects, from fleas, larvae, all of those things, it was protective. It ultimately was a great barrier between unwanted pests. And only the Holy Ghost is that very thing. It protects you from infection. It protects you from sickness. It protects you from disease. I'm talking about physically, but also spiritually. It will ward off the enemy off of your soul. Amen. That's the shepherd that we have. And he wants to lead us and guide us as a good shepherd would lead and guide his sheep in 2023. He wants to lead us where we can find green pastures, lead us where we can find still waters. He wants to restore our soul. He wants to keep us on the path of righteousness. He wants to lead us and guide us and protect us. And you are promised all of these things if you will simply just stay with the shepherd. If you will just simply stay with this Jesus, you're going to have a blessed 2023, amen. We're like sheep in this world. A sheep can't survive on its own. It's got to have a shepherd. It wanders off. It's going to fall off the cliff, break its leg, and that will be the end of its life right there. But if you will stay with the shepherd and stay with the apostolic church, your future is bright. If you will keep your family in the apostolic church, you will never want anything, but you will have everything that you need. If you will stay with this shepherd, you will always be taken care of. Your enemies, amen, will fall before you. You'll always have the anointing of God and you will thrive, amen, in 2023. If you believe that, will you stand with me tonight? And can you just raise your hands unto this great shepherd and say, Lord, I want to stay with you. I want to stay by you. You are my guiding light. You are the man, the Lord that I always wanted. You are the shepherd that I always needed. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. The Lord's going to help bring you back, amen, from the decisions you made. Some of you, the enemy is close, amen. You stay by that shepherd. He'll back up that enemy, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to grow. He wants his flock, amen, to flourish, amen. To flourish in 2023, hallelujah. Let Psalm 23 be your 2023. If there's anybody in here tonight, amen, you truly want to have what the last verse of that 
chapter is, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I invite you here in the house of the Lord, amen, to come forward to this altar, amen. As a flock, amen, coming to the shepherd to be leaded and guided in this wilderness. I invite you to this altar to just come and love your shepherd, to learn his voice, to learn his ways, to be led and to be guided by him. Hallelujah. Some of you that got major decisions in 2023, the shepherd will help you make them. Some of you, amen, that got a long, hard road ahead of you this year, amen, the shepherd's going to help you make it. Hallelujah. Come on, hear the voice of the shepherd tonight. Hear the call of the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Here we come, 2023. You better get ready here. The Lord's got a good thing in store for the life church this year. Hallelujah. Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. He really is. He really is. He really is. He really is. Come on, somebody get a hold of him. Get a hold of him. Pour out your praise to him. Pour out your worship to him. Hallelujah. Stay with him. Stay with him. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at The Life Church KC. Reference the episode notes for more details.